What's up, Dirty Benches? I'm JD. And I'm Patty Popcorn. And we are the host of the Old Dirty Benches podcast. If you came here to listen to two women shoot the shit and talk about stuff we are not qualified to talk about, then you're at the right podcast. On ODB, we talk about white-collar crime, which costs the country upwards of 300 to $600 billion every year. Unacceptable. White-collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions with the opportunity to commit these crimes. These crimes include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We will discuss real cases, related articles, podcasts, and documentaries, movies related to the crime. Occasionally, we may sprinkle a movie review in. Our theme song is performed by Good Co. You can find them on YouTube, and don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave us a review anywhere you stream your podcasts. So gives us a listen. What's up, Patty? Hello. How you doing? Good. It's beautiful day. I was just going to say, it's sunny outside. Spring is springing. Oh my gosh, thank you. And um, uh, it's awesome when it's like this. I know, but we still have <laughs> other parts of the country that are having pretty bad weather. I so. know, but we can enjoy our I, one nope. sunny day. I know, I'm with you 100%. I'm tired of the uh, depressive clouds right. hanging over us day in right. and day out. Right. <laughs> sucks i know and then i was like throwing something in the trash oh this is jd by the way <laughs> here we go older dirtier <laughs> bentier <laughs> this is where we tangent yeah this is the part that we tangent i know sorry <laughs> um i was throwing some trash away and i started to see some of my tulips starting to like come oh up goodness. out of the ground That's and i was so like exciting. oh no because the frost might kill them oh, but well. i did get excited though it's happening. I was like, here we come. Spring. I didn't notice. Did you take your, did you have a wreath on your drawer? No, I have not put it out yet. Okay. But I need to. Thank you for I reminding meant, like, me. I like the Christmas wreath because I made Chris take ours down Oh, no, I finally did take sad. that down. I'm like, no, <laughs> take it off. He's like, but it's still alive. I go, I don't care. <laughs> We're done. We're moving that on. That season is over. Moving forward. Sir. New year. Exactly. New frame of mind. <laughs> new year, new you. <laughs> um so okay. okay. I read this last week that um uh-uh. we did well, we did an episode on this person previously, white collar crime. Mr. Um Ray Nagin, right? I think mm-hmm. that's how he said it. Okay. So a federal judge ordered uh to increase his monthly restitution payments recently. So apparently he was only paying like $500, I guess, a month. But now um, he has to pay $1,200 monthly. What's the total restitution, do you know? So he still owes more than 70000 to the IRS. Yeah, you're going to be paying that forever. <laughs> Hope you don't die. (laughs) So the government argued his payments should increase because he's at retirement age and drawing a pension from Cox Communications. So remember when he had worked for Cox before Uh becoming mayor? And I think his salary, didn't we say it was like $200,000 or something a year? It was pretty good. Yeah, so I don't know. (laughs) 
$500, that's like less than most people's <laughs> car payment. Well, I don't I don't know what he makes in retirement, like as far as his pension, like every month from them, but I'm sure that he can probably afford, even though um, Ray told the judge that he's living page, paycheck right. to paycheck. Who isn't, so, Ray? Welcome to the club. Yeah, I was like... It's not a fun club. <laughs> <laughs> So, wow. I wanted to make sure to bring that little up. update. Yep, a little okay. update on Mr. Ray. Um, Ray of Sunshine. <laughs> you <laughs> go, Ray. <laughs> Ray Raincloud. <laughs> go away. <laughs> Poor guy. He was probably like, fuck. <laughs> I can't get rid of you people. Crime doesn't pay, That's Ray. right. Sorry. That's right. Hashtag That's... crimeny. <laughs> Throwing it back. <laughs> Cranky. <laughs> so um, for this episode, we are doing White Collar Crime. Yes. Yes. Um, you had sent this to me. And I was like, who is this it's person? It's another local story. Yes. And uh, I started looking him up uh, from this last week to do my notes. And then I was like, oh, I remember him. You did. I did not remember this yeah. at all. <laughs> so we are talking about. Uh, lops- Here we go. What? What's his oh, name? Jesus. This is going to be good. Lobsang. <laughs> You'll probably say it right. Lobsang Darji. Yes. Yes, thank you. Lobsang Well, Darji. I watched I watched American Greed and they kept saying his name over and I was like they paying attention. In. I was like glued to the screen. I was Lob like, how are they saying that? It's exactly how it's spelled. <laughs> so, yeah. Nothing weird. Beyond yeah. it's a weird name. Yeah, I was like, uh Lobsang Darji. Yes. I didn't want you making fun of me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what's crazy is this last quarter, one of my one of my last classes is on mindfulness, and mindfulness comes from Buddhism. So I've been like reading about all the history and stuff, and of course he was a monk, right? Who practiced Buddhism, and they're really from supposed Nepal. to Nepal. Yes, then they're supposed to do away with like greed, deviance, arrogance. Well, you know, there's exceptions. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, I'm not really feeling this monk business. <laughs> This color I'm orange. I'm feeling more bank than monk. <laughs> Wanted to. <laughs> yeah, he basically went from rags to riches. This is why. And those... then back to rags <laughs> to license plates. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. So again, we're talking about Lapsang. Darji. Yep, Darji. Uh, he's 43. His life began in Tibet. Uh, where he apparently slept near animals in a farmhouse and trekked across the Himalaya mountains as an impoverished young man. He passed through the seven levels of the candy cane forest, <laughs> through the sea of swirly twirly gumdrops. He was an elf? And then walked through the Lincoln Tunnel. So <laughs> oh, I mean, sorry, yeah. Elf, not Darji. Yeah, I okay. think Elf was a much better person <laughs> than this dude. <laughs> By the way, one of my favorite kind of like Christmas uh, movies now. So, Elf? Yes. I love that movie. Oh, dude. We watch it so many times. That part where he jumps on the Christmas tree (laughs) to put on the star kills us every time (laughs) we watch it. We just bust out laughing. Uh, Okay. So, the first thing, of course, as you have brought up previously about uh, Mr. Darji, is that he married the sister of a famous tennis star. Patty, who is that? Andre Agassi. I know. 
I had a crush on him with Did his you? long hair. Wait, I was going to say hair, hair or no hair. And then, no. Nope. I think he looks more handsome without the hair. You do? Yes, I do. Okay. But I got a thing for baldness. I'm just going to throw right. that out there. Well, then, you go, girl. <laughs> I'm sure he's lovely. You know when he was with Brooke Shields and they were both very oh, glamorous. Yeah. I know. I Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, that guy's good for you, Brooke Shields. I know. When I was looking at Mr. Darcy, I did see pictures of Brooke and Andre pop up. And I was like, I remember those days. Yeah, I remember It's a long that. time ago. Frick. <laughs> for, what about when she was with Michael Jackson? Yes. Dude. We're old. I know. Underline old. <laughs> Remembering all that shit. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, speaking of that, tangent a little bit. All right. We watched the Grammys for a little bit when they... I didn't watch any of that. Okay. They did a hip-hop, like, remembrance, Montage. 50 years of hip... Oh, God, dude. When were they were like- coming out. Yes. And then I was like singing the songs and stuff, dude. I was like, yes, that used to be my fucking jam. Like I had memories. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, it was like a huge throwback. And then it brought back my uh, wrist pop, by the way. It brought back um, some it old It brought memories. back your wrist pop? <laughs> when I used to break dance. <laughs> oh, no. You brought out some cardboard and started throwing down. <laughs> In the living room. <laughs> Check this out, kids. <laughs> I used to, this was my, oh my tag God. when I would spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was funny is like, okay, here's the thing. LL Cool J. Uh, I love him. Did, he, I mean, he's the one who basically came out and kicked it off and stuff like that. But uh, when I was younger, he's one of like the originals. Yeah. And he had some like really good rap songs yeah. when he first came on the scene. And Ladies stuff. love cool James. Yes. And then he kind of went to like some of the love jams that he did, you know, like. <laughs> and you were like, oh my. God. Um, well, I didn't. I mean, I kind of thought I had a little bit of a crush, but not like a strong one. And then I went with a family friend. Um, to see him? To see him in concert. I think when I was stationed in Colorado, I want to say. Anyways, uh, we went to the concert. wasn't a big deal to me. Right. I was like, whatever. And then we get in there. I love him. Oh, dude. He poured, like, a bottle of water on him, and he had, like, this tank top on, and then he, like, ripped it off. Ooh. And then all his muscles were, like, all wet and glistening. I'm in. Hello. <laughs> like, oh, fan for life. Yeah. <laughs> So when I seen him, now I was you know why ladies that. love him. <laughs> I just started laughing. He flash danced you. <laughs> he did, and I was reeled in, hook, line, and sinker. Oh my god! I was god. like, I love you, Ella. <laughs> I was with the rest of them. Just like, thank God you made me come here. <laughs> Life changing. his name with the rest of them. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then she became a monk. Everyone yeah. bringing us back. <laughs> That's and so then funny. I went back to my roots, and I was like, I have to absolve myself from all this sin. <laughs> Mindfully. Mindfully. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, this, so this motherfucker. Yeah. This case was one of the first of its kind in the country. Yeah. yeah in a few ways. Yes. <laughs> Mostly because it was a monk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That started it off. Yeah. So it involved a federal law that allows foreign investors to get green cards in exchange for funding job creating projects in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Which I never knew that was a thing. I didn't either. I knew that what the like that the EB five program was out there. However, I didn't know 
how it was set up, yeah. like what the process was until I started doing the notes and then watched the American yeah. Greed. What? Yeah. I mean, it's been popular and helping to fuel projects in the country, but mostly in like Seattle's mm-hmm. area for their development and real estate to me. <laughs> but that's how it works. So you basically. You're kind of buying it. Yes. Yeah. You're I mean, investing really, a lot of money. Only rich people. At the end of people, the day, mm-hmm. after all said and done. Only rich people can do it. Uh, exactly. So you're buying your way into the country. But I then, think a lot of countries, if you, quote, invest, mm-hmm. you can be a citizen. Oh, there. yeah. Canada has uh, something where, like, they look at your education, where you can fit right, at. But I'm saying, like, if you give them money. Oh, yeah. Then you can be a citizen. Oh, of course. Without... They don't look at any of that. They're like, you got 500 grand? Welcome aboard, (laughs) citizen. (laughs) Thank you for your lovely donation. Exactly. Or if you buy property or whatever. Yeah, here's the white pearly gates. We've opened them for you now. (laughs) But did you know if you, like, leave here, it costs you money to renounce your citizenship here? Did you know what? that? No. So they get you coming and fucking going, dude. Really? Yeah. I didn't know I that. I might have done a little research <laughs> on leaving here at one point. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't know if I want to be charged. Exactly. So even if <laughs> that's crazy, wage slaves <laughs> wage on the next slaves. American grade. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm only laughing out of sadness I for know. that one. That is, yeah, basically... Okay, please continue. Okay, so Darji grew up extremely poor at As the time. As one does in Tibet. Yes, yes. A lot of poverty going on. Um, and at the time when uh, he was born and, and growing up, there was a lot of oppression there, too. Mm-hmm. In fact, his family was so poor that they would light dung to keep themselves warm. He hasn't done that. So let's not complain when it's raining here. <laughs> Do you have to light your poop on fire? That's what my question is. <laughs> then you're having a good day if the answer is no. Yeah. So essentially, in addition to ensure members of the family will be fed and have like some sort of way of life, I guess the men will often become a monk. So that's that is seen as a good career, uh-huh. you know, a good way of life. Well, if you get food and a place to stay yep a roof over your head you no longer have to i like, don't have to cook poop on fire <laughs> dumb <laughs> so at a young age 13 i think is what i seen darji becomes a tibetan buddhist monk and is sent to a monastery wow i was like that's pretty young yeah now you're like basically dedicating your life to this religious faith and then way of life I, I don't he know if I like, can do it. I'm not really feeling it. But... <laughs> yeah. So at some I mean, point, he always wanted more. He did. Like. Yes. The group realizes, despite him being undereducated, uh, he's he was savvy. Well, yes. Yeah, so I was just getting ready to say <laughs> you stole my thunder. Damn it. He's got some business know-how. Uh, so Darji ends up working on all of their business dealings for the monks there. And he earns the name, the business monk. I really liked that. <laughs> I was like, that's okay. cute. That's catchy. I like it. Official. <laughs> the business monk. Yeah. At some point he gets, he is introduced to this lady and she sponsors him. And that's how he makes his way to America as a young kid in 1997. 
Because when he, yeah. yeah, good years. Uh, he is still wearing his cousinless at the time. And then a few weeks after arriving in uh, Seattle, Darji walked into a small English language school in the city's university district. And he uh, was still in his robes and his head was still shaved. But he had a check from his sponsor for $400 and he began learning English there. So he networked with a lot of people when he spent time there, and then he gets a job doing sales at Sprint. But she can make a lot of money doing that. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. Yes. But so, boo. But yeah, <laughs> but it's kind of, the business model's pretty aggressive. So I think you have to, like, be aggressive at your sales mm. in order to make some good money. Okay. So he be tries. very annoying to many people. Essentially, yes. That's basically what the business That's model That's what they do. <laughs> Um, so he starts, or he does a startup during the dot-com boom, but this doesn't actually pan out for him. So he gets out of that. Then Darji arrives in Everett, Washington in 2006. Like you said, local. Mm-hmm. He decides he wants to get into real estate, but really doesn't have a lot of in. But that is also the time that he meets a young Tammy, right? So Tammy, mm-hmm. the sister of Andre, she basically put herself through college on a tennis scholarship. So she actually played tennis too as well. Yeah. She landed a job managing and leading some nonprofits in the Seattle area, which I thought was totally cool. But she had gotten a breast cancer diagnosis around the age of 30 and um, went through a lot of therapy to help her with that. And, um, And she meets Darji. So she was working for her oncologist as a development director, and um, it's a nonprofit that funds ovarian cancer research, and she bumps into uh, Darji. And he was very persistent. Yes. When I was, uh, so I watched American Greed, they talk about it, and then I also was reading various articles and then listening to her talk about it, too. Basically, Darji's like a stalker, and right. he won't leave Tammy alone. Like uh, back in those days, we made a lot of excuses, uh, no, telling ourselves, like, "No, <laughs> they're really interested in me, I guess, or maybe they're just really goal oriented." You know, like like you right. said, they're not at all down. creepy. Yeah, this doesn't seem like stalker behavior at all, but I would have called it that. But, <laughs> It just uh, depends how much you like the person, if they're a stalker so. or not. Like, if it was Brad Pitt, you'd be like, oh, my God, he just really likes me. I'm going to play hard to get for, but like, it's one creepy minute. creepy guy, you're like, stalker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, she did tell him no, like, several times. I know! And then he would still dry call her and be like, you ready for a date? I'd be like, no, motherfucker, no! Lose my number! <laughs> I've blocked you! Right. We didn't really block people back then. No, you couldn't. Was that a thing? I don't think so. I don't I'm think a, you could. I don't. Yeah, not back in those days. I, don't I think. block a lot of people now. I get freaking spam all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. Block, block. Blocking the numbers, and then they find some other number to call from. <sighs> so annoying. Yeah, I hate it. So, after a short courtship, <laughs> Tammy and Darji marry. Which... What a annoying husband that won't take no for an answer. <laughs> and according to Tammy, like, Darji basically leaned on her from the start. So he quits his sales job at Sprint. Yeah, he was like, how about you do it all? La, la, la. <laughs> 
And yeah, basically begins living off of her salary as he launches like his fake real estate I'm gonna career. I'm going to say again, there's some flags. <laughs> you know? There's Tammy, some though. flags here. Probably at this point, she's like all in, right? She's like, yes, okay, obviously. this is my forever. This is my soulmate. Like, I will. He's my rock. Yep, he's my rock. I'm going to bend <laughs> over backwards. To do whatever I can to support you. The next year after, like shortly after they got married, he paid out like $2.7 million for a used car. Uh, And in 2008, he and partners paid $2.4 million for an old federal building. $2.7 million for a car? Yes. What? Yeah. Oh, used car lots. Sorry. Yeah. Used car lot. (laughs) (laughs) like, wait a second. (laughs) Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not a math major. I've, however, I missed that one seems word. Wrong. I missed one word. <laughs> what kind of car was that? It was a scam. That's what. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Nissan makes it. <laughs> That's kidding. a good one. I like that. Uh, no, for a used car lot in the Seattle area. And then, of course, um, him and his partners also paid like two point four million for an old federal building, uh, now called the Chicago Chicago Title Building in <laughs> Everett, Chicago Washington. Title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another I'll Chicago Title. I don't know. Allegedly, we'll just say <laughs> we don't want them coming after to us. A safeguard Free our... speech, I say. <laughs> so for now, First Amendment. <laughs> we only know a couple amendments here. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, according to Tammy, he had financed his first two projects with her money and her family's money. Andre, even though, like, they uh, barely mentioned him during the American Greed episode. You know, that's... Apparently, I was reading that he invested a lot of his own money into with some them? of... Yes. Oh, Darjee's projects. So, she even refinanced her home to buy the Everett Public Market building in 2006. Yeah, so she's giving up a lot. I know. Of assets. People. Yeah. Uh, Money for a third project came from refinancing another property that was jointly owned between um, Tammy and her parents. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, he the turned, things you do for love, right? Uh, yeah, that's. And then I know some people are probably like, "Well, she should have known," but you know, you don't that, though. You're if you're gonna marry someone, then you don't think they're yeah, shitty. Yeah, you're all in, most in likely. It. And if you really pay attention to the projects and stuff that he was doing, I mean, he was working with multiple investors. It looks legit. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know that he's actually like full of shit not investing not in legit. anything yeah he's just coming up with this bullshit project <laughs> right that he's people just an idea into. he's a flim flammer <laughs> <laughs> and to her defense i will say she was not working customer service at his businesses she had her own shit going right on. and she had twins and at some point. kids yes that they were so as we all know then you're just busy with your kids you're not like so what'd you do today <laughs> giving them the third degree <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. How much money did you make? Show me your books. <laughs> I'm just like, your can you pay the electric bill? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> basically or uh i need to buy store. diapers for the twins you know we got enough in the account that kind of thing mm-hmm. so uh, at one point, he turned the used car lot into a 108-unit apartment building called the Potala Village, which and that's opened. where he started kind of going, hey, real estate. Yep, Ding! which opened in 2011. It was a bright spot in a downtown hard hit by economic recession. So, as we all know, 2008 sucked. Sure did. So, housing bubble went under, popped. Everybody was, like, in free fall. Um, but he manages to build this apartment building. Everybody was really excited about it. So uh, Darji continues to tap Tammy's social circle to raise money. And um, this is when he starts traveling to China to entice investors. Because uh, he speaks Chinese. And he's now got. Mandarin or something? Yes. And now he's got like some famous roots, right? Like the Andre Agassi last name. He can kind of throw that around for additional projects that he was working on. So he was hoping that they would invest more money. Because at this point, he's like trying to um, get this other project started. But the community is like, not in my backyard. Don't bring that shit here. And they're fighting him on it. And he's digging in and now, like, hiring these lawyers to still proceed forward. So he has more money going out. Yep, more money going out than he has coming in now. So now he's trying to come up with some other planner scheme to raise the funds. And that's when the EB-5 program enters. So Las Vegas at an International Council of Shopping Centers conference in 2007. They have conferences for everything. I mean, Las Vegas is where it's at, right? So Allegedly. <laughs> Darji was there to actually learn about the obscure federal program that offers the green cards to foreigners who invest in these projects that create jobs in the U.S. And that's how he basically came up with or understood what the EB-5 program was and then um, how he could utilize it for what he was doing. Right, to have people buy their way in. Yeah, the guy basically says that they spent the day together in Las Vegas, uh, and the former monk drove uh, the pair around in his Cadillac that belonged to his in-laws, and that's where he hatched the plan. <laughs> so That old plan hatching. Yep. Darji basically makes the statement that he had invested his heart and soul in the program. Mm -hmm. And all my wife's money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This guy actually said that when they went to the casino, uh, Darji had lost about like $600 in a few minutes. And then it was like, let's go. Let's go eat. Let's go to dinner. (laughs) Let's go eat. I'm hungry. (laughs) Yeah, so he starts going to China. He wants to um, essentially fund this new uh, farmer's market project that he's got going on, which included uh, a 120-room Hampton Inn Hotel. So under the EB-5 program, individuals are supposed to invest at least um, $500,000 to $1 million in a development that creates or preserves at least 10 jobs in the in a low employment area, which is what Everett was considered at the time. So I guess it, it increases depending on where the development's happening, how right. much you have to invest. Right. Which okay. I didn't know that either until I, I was like, I didn't know anything about this. At I know. All. So uh, over the years, the EB5 program had grown 
and then also had grown increasingly controversial, in part because of how it links investment and permission to immigrate to the U.S. It's also spawned plenty of mismanaged projects, some of which have melted down into criminal indictments alleging... Who could? Not Especially be, when large sums of money are involved. I mean, we know how to what self-regulate. Right, people? Oh, boy. Yep. So some of his employees had commented that uh, Darji was very fussy about following rules and lectured his employees about complying with the EB-5 requirements. So uh, Darji micromanaged the wrong things and then uh, stepped away from the things that he shouldn't have. So he was soft-spoken, but sometimes the monk would uh, yell at employees when he felt they weren't following his particular vision. So Darji had raised some $235 million in all, luring people in China with a green card guarantee. And then shortly after the first investor put in money, Darji basically began funneling it to other right, uses. Right, so it just turned into a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said earlier, this green card program is really um, focused on people that have a lot of money in other countries. Because otherwise, you're not going to be able to pony up 500000 to a $1 million to ensure your citizenship in the United States. So... Like, here's my project, my business plan, give me your money, and then you're going to get this green card. Um, and they were like, okay. So. Right. But the sad thing, I mean, I feel bad for these people, too, because 100%. you're trusting that he's going to be doing it right. But the second he funnels that, that money out, then you're not eligible to get your green card. Yes. So they're fucked and they don't even know it. I mean, you would think that it's legit because it's a federally run program. Obviously, well, you would think, but however, as you know, in our our great country, we like to allow people to self regulate because we think that they're out there with integrity, right? Doing because what they're supposed to do. it will they'll take care of them, so they'll do the right thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even though we've seen time and time again that they won't do the right thing at no. all. Yeah, uh, I'm. I mean, I don't know how many times we have to get into these situations where we're like, oh. I, we shouldn't have let them do yeah, that. We should have been more regulatory. <laughs> Lesson learned. So Darji, he begins uh, buying land for projects that the investors had no stake in. So he goes over there and says, we need the money for this project, but then starts pushing the money out. like Nullifying their chance to get a green yep, card. Because if you put the money elsewhere... And that's basically fraud. Right. You're not following the terms. And then that puts your green card in jeopardy. So they actually end up getting penalized and suffering for this. Uh, he used the money for gambling. And uh, stupid shit like fancy cars and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he siphoned off to buy a $2.5 million house in Bellevue, Washington, which is notoriously expensive. Mm. When you drive around that area, it's like Audis and Beamers and oh, shit yeah, out there. Oh, yeah, you can't have a shitty car there. Oh, no. You feel the bad. The stores are fucking expensive. <laughs> Every time I go over there, I'm like, I feel... Bellevue Square? I feel so awkward. I like know. a sore thumb. I came into town today, y'all. <laughs> That's how I feel, dude. I don't know why, like, somehow it has to be Southern, but I I do feel like I'm not up to speed. Like with, you're a country bumpkin. Yeah, with their financial uh, level. They're all in their designer bullshit. Yeah. I walk in with my sweats, and I'm like, this blouse looks cute. I'd like to try this on. And they're like, like I don't think so. I don't think you're supposed to be here. Don't touch that with your <laughs> it's fingers. It's like pretty woman. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm going to buy this one. $200. I don't think I'll so. take it. <laughs> and, and then, then go return it. I would like to return one. it. Exactly. <laughs> On second thought. John, no. John, I need you to take this back tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, boy. I just had to show that bitch that I could afford it. <laughs> yeah, so he was propping up his other bit, his other projects and then went on uh, lavish sh- shopping sprees totaling hundreds of thousands of dollars. He dropped nearly 32000 on one trip to Tiffany's and rang up a 1387 dinner tab. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, not at the menu, but... <laughs> At John Howie's Unfortunately. <laughs> he went to... I've heard of that. I didn't, open? Yes, it is. The menu is absolutely extraordinary. I was like, wow, you need a lot What's of What's it called? John Howie's Steak. Okay, I'm looking There is a seafood tower for $135. Crab cakes go for $31. A six-ounce filet mignon. How much do you think that costs? Six ounce. Six ounces. That's probably, probably the size like of your palm. Size of your palm, basically. Maybe a little smaller. $65. Okay, so it's it's high end. Yes. Uh, he also used phony bank statements to obtain, to hide the reality. Here we go with the fake statements yep. again. Fake, I'm sure he, maybe he used the Chicago title company. I don't know. <laughs> again, allegedly. Okay. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. I don't want to get in trouble. I here. have no idea, okay? I Again, I'm just saying, I'm just asking a question. Our podcast is for hobby. We talk a lot of shit on here. <laughs> Personal opinion. We don't represent anyone. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's right. Okay. So he falsified and forged uh, balance sheets, bank statements, and other documents. Uh, Tammy contends that Darji often left her alone with their infant twins and young daughter, returning home. Long after their bedtimes, Tammy has since learned that Darji had multiple affairs and sex workers throughout their marriage. He's a winner. He is. Man, he really strayed from the Buddhism that he had practiced during his younger days. I mean, obviously, he just did that out of necessity. It wasn't like... Well, yeah. I really believe this. He's like, (laughs) food and shelter. (laughs) Oh, and I like this color on me. It looks really good with my skin tone. Exactly. So, uh, listening in 2013, but was never formally charged. Soliciting a hooker? Yes. Okay. We don't say that, though. I'm sorry, sex, sex worker. worker. Please use the sorry. appropriate vernacular, Patty. I'm sorry. Okay. So A thousand pardons. <laughs> <laughs> it's during all this time, like when he's trying to fly back and forth from China to get more investors. Because, of course, like you said, he's now in this Ponzi scheme. Uh, his mental health starts declining. And they mentioned it in American Greed. And I was like, of course it's declining. I mean, he wasn't sleeping. He was erratic and impulsive. Because who would be he able to sleep? spiraling. Yeah. I mean, like, he's doing all this bad stuff. You know, like, he, he has to know that the cards are going to fall at some point. <laughs> but does he? Because a lot of these people are just do-do-do going up the mountain till uh, they fall. Oh, my God. So many of his victims reported that they had sold their properties in China to raise the investment funds and had moved to the United States on temporary visas to start new lives in anticipation of getting a green card. But most right. of the investors have already been denied green cards in light of the fraud. And the others worried that they were going to get kicked out of the country because they had ponied yeah. up this money. Right. And then 
the federal government catches wind that Darji's up to no good and starts investigating him. And now they're fearful that they're going to get the boot. Yep. We're going to be like, you know, we we know we took your money, but it wasn't used the way we had thought it was going to be. So you're going to have to leave. Right. Which is also fucked up. Darji stole their futures in this country. Right. They had nothing to do with it. Thinking he was doing it right. Mm-hmm. And then, surprise, I've been frauding yeah. all over the place. And Everywhere. now Patty wants to go to this steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so in all, Darji uh, scammed about 280 investors from China, 280, out of $24.2 million, while raising about 10 times that amount over three and a half years, ending in 2015. He was yeah. a hard-working man. Yes, everybody. he was. He was all over the place, raising lots of money. Um, Tammy said that she answered the door when the FBI came knocking in 2015. Never a good time. Can you imagine? No. You're getting the kids up. You're trying to get breakfast started. And then, oh, hello, FBI. Somebody, Always good. Yep. Knocks on your door. You go there, and there's all these FBI agents with their jackets on. And like, we need to come in. And they throw you the warrant. And you're like, what the fuck? So she said she felt so confident with her husband that she figured it was nothing serious. When federal agents... I think I would feel differently <laughs> if the FBI showed up at my house. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, you would want to think it was a uh, mistake, but so, what? First reaction. This is JD's first reaction. <laughs> what the fuck did you I do? I only answered the phone. <laughs> I'd be like, what did you do? Number one. Number two. What did you do? Don't say fucking shit to them. We need exactly. to get there. Exactly. Yep. So no, don't say a thing. Uh yeah. So when they start searching his office in 2015. Was uh, he there? Yeah, he was there. So like they apparently were at the house. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, like everything him. I think for like an hour. They were like sitting there asking. And they him were questions. like, oh, we need a lawyer. I don't know to if they did point. that or not. People don't talk to law enforcement. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Even if you haven't done anything, don't say anything. Yeah, don't say shit. I think if there's one thing you get from us, it's that, please. Yeah. Just don't do it. Get a fucking lawyer, regardless. Most of us are like, <laughs> my friend is here. <laughs> Most of us are, I didn't do anything. I'm innocent. I have nothing, I have nothing to, to hide. hide. Right, but they're building a fucking case against Correct. you. Uh, don't talk. If they you think that, right? that, don't talk. <laughs> if they think that you did it, they're going to do their best to make sure that they get information somehow pulled out of you that confirms to any fit. biases that they have. Mm -hmm. So it's just best to be like, I don't have nothing to say. I need a lawyer. Right. Right. And you don't consent to searches, but they had a, yeah. a warrant. They had a you warrant. You can't say that, but I'm just yeah. saying you get pulled over. No, no search. <laughs> no. Are you being detained? If not, you're leaving. And if you are, get a cop. Yeah. I mean, sorry, lawyer. No, no, uh, FBI officer, I will not answer your questions. Without, That's all I gotta say. Without my lawyer. Yep. So, the federal okay, I agents... I think we can just wrap it up. We've said the most important thing. <laughs> Our podcast is done. That's it. The end. Roll the curtain. <laughs> and they were never heard from again. <laughs> we're going to get <laughs> So, uh, federal agents had searched his office. 
during this time, and we've said it before, but uh, Darji was actually applying for a $60 million loan and exploring EB-5 projects in California and Oregon. So he realizes he's just that- trying to keep that gravy train going. Yeah, he's under investigation, but then like some of our others, he still continues to wrap himself up in more fraud. So I guess, too, when the FBI came knocking at the door, he was still in his underwear, and they actually had to tell him to go put his shorts on. (laughs) (laughs) Could you please put some pants on, sir? Uh, Oh, yeah. So she did actually, after about an hour of them questioning him, that's when she said that they needed to get an attorney. So, yeah, that's... His downfall came with two projects, a 220-unit apartment complex on Grand Avenue in Everett and a more than 40-story skyscraper in Seattle's Belltown neighborhood. Both were named uh, for Patala Palace. (laughs) Fraudulenta? (laughs) (laughs) Patala Palace is actually like the winter fortress of the past Dalai Lamas and a sacred site for Tibetan Buddhists. Blasphemy! I know, right? He's kind of tarnished the name a little bit with this bullshit. A little. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they also raided his Bellevue and Everett offices. They seized records, documents, and electronic devices. Attorneys for the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission filed a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court in Seattle, accusing Darcy of defrauding investors in 2015. Every asset that they owned was taken, their accounts were frozen, and the legal bill started to pile up. Yeah. So at this point, Tammy's like, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> to do. Maybe you did do something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's got the kids. She can't touch any of their money. And she's like, I, what happened? And then she's like, hello, Andre. <laughs> Um, something bad might be happening here. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. Um, So the court handed control of his businesses and projects to a receiver, and most were sold or changed hands. So luckily, those who had applied for citizenship through the EB-5 program were saved when other investors came in and bought up the properties, which, thank God. A bright spot, I Mm -hmm. suppose. Excuse me, the Securities and Exchange Commission, of course, after freezing his assets, uh, worked with Darji. And in uh, later that year, he pled guilty to two felony counts, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, and concealing information from the federal government. He agreed to pay the money back in restitution. I don't know how he's going to do that. But... <laughs> He's a flim flammer. He'll figure it out. In exchange maybe for... Maybe Andre will give him the money. Oh, maybe... <laughs> yeah, maybe Andre will have a soft spot and be like... Oh. <laughs> uh, in exchange, as long as he pled guilty for all this stuff, then they couldn't go over 10 years. Okay. That's right? still a long time What do you think prison? about that? Yeah. So, uh, federal authorities, along with the federal judge, um, work together. They end up sentencing him to four years in prison followed by three years of supervised release. In addition, he had uh, previously agreed to pay about $24 million in restitution. So that's the money they asked to pay $24 million? Yes. That's going to 20... be a lot of bake sales. <laughs> Car washes and bake sales. <laughs> Here is $20. Well, you know, he Take could... it off, my $24 million. <laughs> He could... Uh... 
He could go back to some of his Buddhism, maybe do some TED Talks. Whatever. And be like, rags to riches to rags, and I'm back. Rags to riches to rags, bitches. That's what it's doing. <laughs> God, dude. That's what he could call it. <laughs> and That's then, what we should call this episode. Write that down. I'm putting it in notes right now. <laughs> so, I mean, he could literally talk about how he grew up poor and then like married. But he identified as a rich person. Yes. And then there was two, there was a fork in the road. The one was dark and stormy. And then. <laughs> There was a clear path, and he thought, I'll go down the clear path because that's the righteous path. And then somewhere along the way, the devil showed up, and it it made him do all this bad behavior. And then he uh, realizes that he was in the wrong and um, gets back on the righteous path, the more difficult path. And Uh here he is. He's got his head shaved again, orange robes, and he's back in his monk mode. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we figured it out, Lobsong. <laughs> Darji, give us a call. We can help you. Okay. So he was released in January 2020 during COVID. Of course. Yes. Uh, this guy basically got into, after he was released, got into another real estate business. But which... hold on a second. So you didn't say that when oh, yeah. he was in jail. Yes. He made well he was like oh we should get divorced yes, so you don't that. have to pay this money to tammy right and tammy's like okay thinking like oh he's really looking out because for me. she's been sticking by him this whole time bringing the kids to come and see him and doing all this shit and he's like yeah we need to get divorced because then right. you won't be saddled yeah. with all this debt and then she finds out what he got remarried yeah he <laughs> fucking has a girlfriend in prison <laughs> This dude. A rich lady from China, I guess. Yeah. Um, he, the he other never... title could be, there's a sucker born every minute. <laughs> no, dude, he never ceases to amaze me. This guy's got some He's balls. got it. He's Seriously. got something. So, uh, yeah, he basically, what I understand, too, is some of the people that formed this company which they formed it a few months before his release are some of the same investors that he conned in his original crimes. And they're like, he wouldn't do it two times. I, right, I everybody? don't know, dude. I was like, wait, what? When I was reading that, I was like, I'm not sure. I don't understand. So I don't understand. He gets released in January. And, and he's back in jail in February. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real Cinderella story. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm actually, and then I was like, okay, but he was also supposed to be on probation, but I guess it allows for him to enter back into the same business. Because I know sometimes judges will put that as a, a requirement that they can't. Right, for which they shouldn't. So many years or whatever. But Even some jobs, you can't work in that same thing. Yeah, after you after get busted. You leave. Yeah, man. So uh, he's helping with a project right here in good old Wenatchee. Oh, my gosh. What is it? And the mayor says. uh, We're sure it's on the up and up. Yep. He said, and I quote, the company is honoring its commitments, end quote. Okay. So, so far, so good. I guess so. Yeah. Darji is working for... Is it for, another, like, apartment building or office building or what? So, I think they're trying to build up, like, this little community is 
it's sort of like his Ouchie. farmer's market thing that he was uh-huh. trying to do oh, right. uh-huh. before he got busted. With it's, like living space above it yes, and then shopping it's similar below. to that. Okay. It's called Anandacom. Another weird name. Yeah, I don't know. I wanted to say Anaconda. <laughs> it's gonna it will eat you, eat you alive. <laughs> Suffocate you. Uh, so it was a Bellevue firm formed in 2019 and uh, a business that builds itself as one that's, uh, and I quote, building eco-friendly communities through innovation, end quote. Okay, well, I hope that he is on the up and up. I don't know. Anac- I doubt it. So listen to this. Anaconda acquired Synergy Construction. Synergy Construction built one of Darji's first big projects. Okay. Initially known as Patala Village, a former car lot that was converted into a 108-unit apartment building. I don't know. Oh, but... Tammy recently filed against him. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, on second thought, what? Yeah, because she's actually still saddled with a lot of the debt from them being married. So Anaconda's owners included some of the, like I said, Chinese investors that Darji deceived. And then if you go out, you can actually find some of their names because they're listed underneath the company's members. Anaconda recently closed on uh, an 8.6 million sale of the Wenatchee development, basically titled Riverfront along the Columbia River. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yep. Commercial building permits for the project six buildings have been approved, according to Wenatchee's Planning and Development Department. And when I was reading the article... Uh, They had said that when they were looking into this, the investigative journalism, no one had picked up the license or permits yet. So um, records show Darji and Seattle area developer David Kohanim were involved with the project. Kohanim is a long term or long time acquaintance of Darji's. He and his wife, Melissa, owned the small English language school in Seattle's University district that Darji attended soon after he moved to the United States in 1997. Anaconda's logo has a design similar. (laughs) (laughs) It's a snake. (laughs) Uh, I know. Um, It has a design similar to the one that Darji once used for his previous companies. So he just renamed it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So it's like, uh, and everyone's gonna be surprised when this shit isn't on the up and up. I know. That's I I don't wanna say that they're doing fraudulent stuff, but I do find it a little there's bit some flags. Yeah, there's some flags here. Um you're taking some of your old businesses that were involved in fraud. Investors who were deceived by you previously are in on the program now. Which, you know, one of our last episodes, we talked about um, the champion and how uh, she had actually been defrauded of like thousands upon thousands of dollars and then decided to do her own fraudulent scheme. So I don't know. I just, you know, I'm a little bit concerned. It's concerning. Yeah. For sure. Very concerned about, you know, what's going on, even though city officials seem to be happy about the project it's crazy isn't it like some people who actually aren't pieces of shit fraudsters can't get a break and then these guys just seem to get break after break i don't understand yeah and uh it's interesting right he's in prison for four years 
uh, like we talked about, he tells his wife, you know, like, hey, we shouldn't be married anymore. She's like, okay. And so they get a divorce. But and he married. And then she, I seen an interview with her too, where she basically said like, he's like not in their lives. Like that kind of, to me, once he did that, that like snapped her out of her delusion. I think so. Yeah. Like, like, hey, wait a second. That this is a relationship built on love and trust. Like there was none of that. It seems like. Right. um, And then she's still dealing with the legal stuff. And uh, apparently Andre bought, her and the kids a house to live in so because she's got like all this stuff going on sad that has kind of i know thanks bitches (laughs) thing is really underutilized is all i have to say about i kind of agree with that but that's you know (laughs) okay so that's the end of this guy but can i just tell you that go ahead uh i watched stolen youth on Hulu. I was going to say, I think I've seen that advertised. is crazy. You have to watch that. Okay. It's only three episodes. It's another fucking puppet master situation. Oh, did it just start? What do you mean? The series? Or no, it's, only it's three out. Ep- it's oh, three, okay, episodes. Just three episodes. That's it. So we finished watch or uh, yes, we finished watching um, the first season of This Fool, which is also on Hulu. I love this that series. Fool? Yeah, This Fool. Okay. So it's like a I might have mentioned it before, but I can't remember. Um, it's this so. family in LA, and the two main characters are this guy Julio, and then his cousin who gets out of prison, and he's helping him re-enter. Oh, maybe you did say yeah. something about. So we those. just finished this. Oh my god! Uh, one That's of funny. one of the episodes in there. It was so fucking fantastic. It's hilarious. And are you watching The Last of Us? Uh, and Jello, we're just talking about that yesterday did you watch yesterday's no we have not yet okay yes okay damn it (laughs) dude the show's (laughs) killing me it's good it is good it is killing me also shrinking love dude love jason love um my husband said i have a kitchen pass whenever you're ready (laughs) (laughs) just a kitchen so he can come cook you something yeah is that a kitchen pass? Dude, that show is so fantastic. Love it. I can't... The dynamics of everybody casted in the show and then just the story itself is right. so amazing. It really is. Um, Super good. Very touching. Total. Taps into... Heartstrings. Like, yes. Steps <laughs> of your emotional well-being. It's just so good. Also, I have a conspiracy theory that I want to share with our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing to do with white-collar crime. Okay. Okay. We're done with that. Yes. Over. Do better. If you want to get out of here, go ahead. <laughs> You're free to go. I have a conspiracy about okay. the original House of Donuts because every time we drive by there, something crazy is going down. Okay. The original House of Donuts. Yes. It's not very far oh, from here. Uh-huh. Around okay. the corner. Mm-hmm. What? Um, like what? What's crazy? I Okay. So people act super impulsive and erratic just trying to make their way to the donut shop, which is really strange to me because it's just donuts. They're good. They're right. Good. They're not. But I don't understand. Like crazy. Yeah. Like you're cutting people off. You're they're driving. not Dunkin'. <laughs> yeah. They're not Dunkin'. Donut. Yeah. Don't get on my Dunkin', man. Uh, that is my shining star. I love Dunkin' okay. Donuts. Like but the, I'm just saying. For example, the other day, donut. we were at a stoplight. Our light turns green. Oh, and somebody yelled at them. We start going to drive across, and this truck ran a red light, 
opposite of us. And we actually had to break. And, and it was trying to get to the donut They place. continue to go. And I wasn't paying attention. I was like, oh, my God. And my husband looks over, and they turned into the original House of Donuts. And he was like, they just turned in to go to the they donut like shop. ran the light to go to the donut yes. shop. Okay. Okay. Super traumatic. That is not the first instance where we've had something really crazy happen. Conspiracy theory. Money laundering. That is Drugs. a front for a drug yeah. operation. And it's actually called the original House of Drugs. Oh, my God. Yes. Crack the code. I think so. And there's a building right next to it that went up in flames. I think that's where they're cooking the meth. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Have you been watching Breaking Bad? (laughs) My husband was like, This is like Los Hermanos. Pollo Hermanos yeah, or whatever. Pollo. Yeah, what was that place called Those, out there, Breaking Bad? Pollo's Hermanos? I don't even remember now. Breaking Bad oh, and Better Call Saul. Saul. Oh, yes. Better Call Saul. That's and uh, I sent him that. Um, my spouse was like, do not tell anybody what you think is going on there. <laughs> so you put it on here. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, it's goes, Los Pollo's Hermanos. Yes. Uh, I don't know. The I'm just chicken saying. brothers. <laughs> And I told my husband, I was like, maybe some shit is crazy. The glaze on the donut is actually like cocaine, (gasps) like melted down cocaine or something. Well, now I'm going to go there. And it's like drawing the people in. Like in a crazy way. Yes. I I can't. Meth makes you crazy though, right? Well, it can definitely make you super erratic and angry (sighs) because you're like hallucinating and delusional. I need donuts. I'm just, I'm putting it out there, That's you know, so like funny. conspiracy theory. I don't know, but. <laughs> Alleged, supposed, or, we don't know. Yeah. Original House of Donuts or drugs, you be. Yeah, you be the judge. You people. be the judge. But All right. I wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Do you have anything that happened to you this last week that you want to share with our listeners? Well. On the uh, paranormal situation. Uh Uh-oh. This goes out to my sister. So, you know, like our house has kind of a tragic story about the people that we bought it from. The lady passed away after we bought the house. Right? I told Uh, you this. I don't think I know this story, dude. All right. Because I would have never come over. Quickly, I will tell you that we bought the house from a young couple. They were getting divorced. Okay. Evidently, she had some substance abuse issues, I guess, or something. Anyway, uh, and you know, that's a thing. And I and posted on her, uh-huh, on, on her, her Facebook, her, yeah. and one of the pictures was hashtags haunting this when I die. <laughs> and I was like, that's creepy. Oh my God. So, anyway, I got goosebumps. Continue. Our neighbor came over and told us, well, told Chris, Oh, um, the girl that used to live in your house, she went on a cruise. So she was getting better with her issues. She okay. decided to go on a cruise by herself, sad. Okay. She was in the hot tub. She had a seizure and she drowned. <gasps> uh, she died on the ship. Are you serious? Yeah. So I was Dude, like. Dude, I have oh, never heard this you story. No, I so, don't recall you ever okay. telling Okay. Well, I mean, it's sad. So why would I oh. be like, hey, guess what? Uh, anyway. No, I-, I mean, she didn't live in our house at this time. But <laughs> I get it. I thought like with the creepy haunting this when I die. And he had also said before this happened that 
you know, we have koi fish in our pond. Yes. And she was curious how they were doing. She really missed them, blah, blah, blah. And Chris was like, well, she can come over and see him whenever she wants. And then the guy was like, oh, no, well, whatever. Um, so we bought a little statue of an angel. So you and so. Oh, my God. Every now and then we have weird things happen in our house. Like uh, one time Chris was in the garage doing something and like you know when you when someone comes through your garage light it like blinks when it breaks the field Mm. of your opener Mm -hmm. and so that happened but nobody was in there and he was like well that's weird and in our car in the tesla it'll show you where people when people are walking by the car and there was a person walking but no one was in there and so we're like, oh, that's weird. I mean, I used to have a list of weird stuff. I like how you guys are just shrugging it off. Yeah. So, Not JD. <laughs> so, Not like, JD. sometimes we wake up and, like, the TV and the movie room will yeah, be Yeah, which you mentioned that. Yeah. And so, okay, that's weird. Well, anyway, another thing that happens frequently is our bathroom door will just shut. Nope. For no reason. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> and so this happened. I would have that. I this sorry. happened the other day. Oh, God. And I did the AI thing. Oh, God. And look what it did. There's ah! somebody standing no, there. No, no, <laughs> I cannot come over for pizza. So there you go. I think oh, we might have God. a ghost in our house. No. I can't. You can just be outside. Yeah, with my cross. And but I mean, water. like, our animals never bark or anything <laughs> oh or God. act weird. That's probably because so. she's there all the time and they're like, what's up? Yeah. Hey, you. <laughs> we missed you. Yeah. So isn't that weird? Oh, my God. So there you go. Ugh. A little true story. Now I have to think about that for the rest of the day. Okay. And then when we I mean, come really, over, I never feel weirded out though. But it's pizza. I'll be there with my priest. It's pizza with your priest. <laughs> You're gonna have to do like a dude. With another house I lived in, we used to have weird stuff happen. And one time, <sighs> my friend, my daughter's friend, came to sage it. Yeah. And so first she saged us, and then we started in the laundry room. And as soon as she started doing it, the laundry room lights started flickering. Oh my god! And I was like peace like you i'm fucking out i'm done yeah weird oh my god dude so uh there you have it my little heart is beating 10 times faster your heart isn't little it is it's you got a grinch heart i was just gonna say i got the grinch heart now but after (laughs) after it grew (laughs) two sizes too big or all right that goes out to my sister. All right, there dedicated. you go. A little uh, paranormal corner at the end. Yeah, like you wanted, sis. I can send you this picture. You could post it on our. Oh God! Yeah, send Instagram. it to me. I'll post it. Okay. With... Anyway, weird, huh? Yeah, I don't like that. What but... is lurking? <laughs> and she's even like hiding her face, kind of. Oh God! Yeah, she's like peeking around the corner. Coming it's your very way. creepy. So look for it on Instagram, everyone. We'll post it. Um, what we'll do you think? Should post I move? it before <laughs> this comes out. But <laughs> should we do the Ouija board when JD's over? <laughs> I never do. I that totally shit. no. I have a friend that uses those. I am against them one hundred percent because no. I'm like, for me, that's an invitation, and I don't yes. want you fucking here no. to begin with. So. <laughs> 
I'm not about to open that fucking doorway. <laughs> exactly. And be like, ah. <laughs> like poltergeist and shit. Yeah, no. Come in. I don't know this to my son, and he is like, I like how it's sort of like the grudge. <laughs> That's what it looks like, dude. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, the unholy, mm-hmm. like I saw in the Grammys and all the crazy conservatives. <laughs> I like they're like trying to preach. The they're trying to preach Satan to our kids. Oh, give yourself stop. a break, okay? And now it is, what was it? Uh, normal or crazy? <laughs> Did you see that rebuttal? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I saw somebody said, oh my uh, God, dude. "I just couldn't take her seriously sitting in her hotel bathrobe." <laughs> <laughs> dude, what is up with that fuzzy shit, dude? I seen it and I was like, what is she trying to prove that she's making some money now? Like, Oh, you're talking about MTG, but I'm talking uh, about Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, when she did her little video thing. I think, I think she's going to try to run for president. Great. Peace. I'll be leaving at that point. Oh, Huckabee. Dude, I'm not going to go, though. Yeah, let's, let's not. just end on a high We're gonna, note. Yeah, but... People, uh, please. High note. Please. You just showed me the fucking scary demon living in your house. It's not a There's demon. no high note with it that. It could potentially be someone that didn't want to get divorced and leave her house. Okay. okay. Have some sympathy. I 100% sympathetic. And I'm sorry that she had a medical emergency while she's on vacation. Right? But I cannot have People, that bitch. People, don't go in the hot tub by yourself, I think, in is my a, house. As a valid lesson. That's the other thing. Sorry. I mean, I don't know what. I'd be like, I mean, someone could have taken you out of the water so you didn't drown. Yeah. While you had your seizure. There's a lot of people on those boats. I'm sure somebody was there in the vicinity, if not in the tub. She drowned. But yeah, that's, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. Anyways, um, (laughs) eat a lot of chocolate. Get yourself a cupcake. Yeah, and happy Valentine's, Uh, which I don't really believe in. We don't celebrate it either. We don't. Galentine's, I do spot some girls of mine, some stuff sometimes. I got my kids something. That's it. Yeah. We don't do it because they jack up all the prices. Well, I think it's it's commercialized. Um, I'd rather have a treat when you're not legally obligated to get it. Oh, that's how we operate in this household. Mm -hmm. So treats every day but valentine's oh yeah fuck you valentine's day making yeah. people feel bad fuck about themselves v day but <laughs> vd yeah vd <laughs> yes yeah we will actually go out of our way really to like ignore the whole thing because they're like this is fucking dumb i agree but yeah and it, like but- the stuff has been in the stores since like december before christmas yeah i mean no shade if you like to celebrate it that's your thing we just happen to not agree with the uh whole holiday thing that they've uh, magically put on the calendar for no reason but to make money okay (laughs) we'll see you on the next episode off your love (laughs) have a good week everybody peace everyone be dirty uh, go cheap at this point it'll be over but anyway all right bye benches bye (laughs)